Yo, what's good? Welcome back to another episode of the Parental Advisory Podcast. How's everybody feeling today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Blessed. Like, <laughs> as always, it's always positivity. I it love is. to hear that. How it you is. feeling up there, Marquita? I'm pretty good today. Good, good, good. It's so good to see you guys again. Yep, I feel yep, like I'm back in church. It's so so good to see you guys here back another day. <laughs> church hug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it, hug. <laughs> I do want to thank everybody for tuning in and for sure all those folks who have subscribed, the folks that are following, that are liking. We just ask yep. that you continue to like, share. Please spread this invaluable content to the folks out there that could appreciate it. We always want to thank you for the traffic that you guys bring over to our Instagram page. You can find us at the Parental Advisory Podcast on Instagram, as well as the Parental Advisory on YouTube. So how's everybody doing? What's been going on? Something new? Something spicy? What's what's been happening? We're wearing all black. Hey, man. <laughs> like the Omen? Yeah. yeah. Person, got your friends in the other I like you, that And you know me. Yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> How do we come up with that? Um, I, think, I think black is the color of the streets, actually. So, I mean, <laughs> it is. It's like the unofficial color of Atlanta nightlife. So. <laughs> Black. You just have to do it, and so I, I mean, think that's black part is slimming, so everyone wears it. It is. <laughs> I can agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what I want to do today? We're going to talk to you about a topic that is all of us at some point you will face as a parent, and that's when to be a friend versus when to be a parent. Mm-hmm. It's a delicate line to walk, but it's one that we have to just so you're building credibility with your child, and you also want your child to be open. I yeah. mean, with this society we live in now, there's so many things that the kids have access to Mm -hmm. that can get around Mm -hmm. us. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're walking that fine line with being a friend versus parent. And what you do want to make sure in those instances is that you don't actually be too, be too submissive, Mm -hmm. I would say, as a parent. Like, you don't want to be too, let them, you know, let them go. But I do wonder, how do you counter that to not be submissive when it comes to, you know, being that, walking that fine line between friend and parent? I I, kind of go with this one because... I equate a lot of things in life to sports, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at scenarios, you've heard of a player's coach before. Have you heard of that 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 term before, that phrase mm-hmm. been used where, say, for example, um, the coach, he's a leader. He is a listener. He's a firm follower of whatever the mission is, their, their goals and objectives, but also he's very relatable mm-hmm. to the players. And so with that type of mindset, they play hard for that said coach because they feel like mm, he's kind of one of us and he has our back, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at that in terms of life scenarios. I've been blessed to be around a lot of great parents, I've had great parents who've really instilled a lot of great traits and things of that nature. And it was always discipline first, education first, hard work, things of that nature. Like society is not going to care about you. You got to work twice as hard as, you know, other races and other people in situations of that nature, right? So those firm lessons were taught. But at the same time, too, it was some compassion and understanding and guidance that was at a friend level. Mm-hmm. And I can feel, I felt like I can, and still can talk to them about certain subjects mm-hmm. and I won't get disciplined for being inquisitive about a subject, you know what I'm saying? And so, so I think that's a good strategy that everyone can take certain, you know, parts of that type of mindset and instill that with their kids. Cause you want to have an open and honest, transparent relationship mm-hmm. with your, with your child. But they're going to hold things back from them. They're going to hide yeah. things. They're going to sneak around. Yeah. They're going to try to find things to not disappoint you and disappoint your expectations. But if you, you know, it, it's, it's a process. But I feel like as if, if you have strong, stern leadership and guidance, but also you're relatable to them and they, they feel that they can confide in you, I think that's kind of how you can get some of the better results. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. There's a fine line. I think what benefits me personally is that I have girls. Mm-hmm. I think parenting skills would be, or my parenting flow would be different if I have boys. I'm wrapped around Mozzie's finger, so and he's going to be four. <laughs> so I can imagine having three of them. But with the girls, I hate to use the word easier because nothing's easy mm-hmm. as a parent, but it was a little easier guiding them because I am a woman. I am a girl. So showing them how to be, I remember not too long ago on another episode, I said, you know, I'm showing my daughters how to be a woman and I'm showing my son how to love a woman. Those are two different things. So I'm a little bit softer with my son than I am with my daughters. Um, so I, I I don't know how I'm going to be when Mozzie's 14, 15 years mm-hmm. old. He'll have sisters that are a lot older that'll probably help me in the process of the girls are coming around and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I'm a little more lenient on him even now in the house than I was with the girls. I am harder on them, but I also have very transparent conversations that I don't see myself having with my son. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to be a man. I don't mm-hmm. know... You know, I, I I don't know how to do those kind of things. So he, unfortunately, and even fortunately, is going to learn from the outside quite a bit more than my girls will. And I'm comfortable with that because, again, I can't teach a boy how to be a man. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So giving my son or even giving all my kids a safe place that they can feel like I'm home, not where we're living, not the house, not the apartment, not the you know property mommy's home i think as long as you have that and you have something to always come back to cry back to run back to as long as i create that safe space then i'm, I'm doing to me i'm doing the right thing yeah. i think i'm gonna again have more transparent conversations with my daughters than i would with my son but that's my line of friend friend to me is a safety zone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm not your friend where you can crack joke you know i'm not your friend to a degree of you know you talking to your homegirl on the phone sure. but i'm your friend where i'm not one of your friends yeah i'm not with your friends in the street i'm not one of your little friends yeah. but i'm your mom meaning i'm gonna guide you in this way i'm gonna discipline you in that way but i'm also your friend where there's safety here you're mm-hmm. safe here where you can talk to me about things that are uncomfortable and then i'm gonna kick in parent mode and guide you in what direction you know i'm gonna guide you in so that's my take on it marquita what would you say you know as far as you know how do you avoid being too submissive when you're you know trying to walk that fine line between being a friend and a parent so as everybody was talking i'm gonna be a jerk about this and i'm gonna say that it's not necessarily about being a friend though because i think that everything that you all have said that's friend it's just that's about being like a a good parent so it's Mm -hmm. like because i know a lot of parents will fight that would go like I don't want to be their friend but I think what you said Tiffany like you should still be a safe space for them Mm -hmm. and so we look at that as a friend but that could also just be a safe space that's home that's your your parent your mom your dad and that's what that should be that you should be able to look at me and say like okay yes I know that there would be a discipline part but I know I can also talk to them and they'll give me like good advice they'll coach me through things they'll do that you know because that's what all encompassing of a parent. It's not necessarily friend or parent. You don't have to choose between the two. Okay. I think that. Yeah. No, that's fair. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. I mean, like I said, it's just sometimes it can be just it can be challenging just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like when we had an earlier episode where we talked about good cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you don't want to be mm-hmm. you're not here to control. I mean, patrol yeah. or anything. You're really just right. here to you know be that safe space. As everybody says, what are your thoughts on like helicopter parenting? Like parents that? that are just over. You know, never, never, never heard of helicopter. Heard it's like the overbearing parents that are just over everything that their kid is doing. Just 
whether it's their extracurricular, they're just like overly involved. Usually, just from my life experiences, mm. when you have situations that are a little over controlling, overprotective, I would say those are the kind of kids who end up like doing something to a school mm-hmm. bed. Like they end up rebelling. Or going to and college going, being loosey goosey. Yeah, just, just <laughs> yeah. finding a way to kind of, like, they're finally underneath, like, from outside that like, like protective mm-hmm. covering the net mm-hmm. kind of I mean I'm not saying PKs are like that too but mm. but you, you kind of mm. see that covering that is there and you see how people kind of extend out and they want to necessarily be free and yeah. find themselves mm-hmm. and that kind of sometimes can be bad yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I don't know I think it, it's a true fine line every <clears throat> kid and every parent has their own type of structure that they need and 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 sometimes you know in different cities and different environments you have to be a little bit more protective because those streets are not as safe as it is maybe in some other suburban rural areas so you have Mm -hmm. to monitor it you know each each situation is different but yeah those kids you kind of see them on the news sometimes yeah i mean and even the kids that let's let's say suburban kids Mm -hmm. that don't have much monitoring at all they come in and out whenever they want to Mm -hmm. they have their own bike they're going to a friend's house I'll be back at 10 o'clock I wish my daughter was telling me I'll be back at 10 o'clock are you crazy I'm sorry what like the moment the girls ask me if they can do anything or you know they have an interest in doing anything I need to know who's going to be there Mm -hmm. I need to know where you're going Mm -hmm. I need to know what movie you guys are watching and that's not because I don't trust you and I make that a very big point it's not that I don't trust you but God forbid something happens right you need to know I need to mm-hmm. know where am I going? Mm-hmm. Who am I coming after? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would feel like the shittiest parent if the police was in front of me and was like, okay, well, who was she with? And you have no I idea. I don't know. No idea. Well, what movie were we watching? I don't know. And all the parenting and lessons have taught you You know what I'm saying? And so it's it, like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's not because I don't trust you. Mommy just needs to know because God forbid if anything happens, at least I'm on it immediately. Yeah. You know, and social media mm-hmm. is so goddamn fast right now that I would be on the scene two and a half mm-hmm. minutes after yeah. it happened. Before you know? ATL scoop. You know, <laughs> so that that's my biggest thing. But again, suburban parents or suburban communities, I've seen that Same quite thing. often yeah. where they're, they're not being hovered over at all and they're given too much space mm-hmm. to go do whatever it is that they want to do. I'm offended. Uh, <laughs> suburban life. Yeah. I'm offended. Yeah. Okay, let me not say suburban, yeah. but even like, for instance, rural areas, like where my mother lives right yeah. now, she is the only Hispanic family in the entire mm-hmm. town. Literally, there's one mm-hmm. Walmart, one bar. Yeah. And in those places, there aren't much to do. Mm-hmm. So what are them kids finna do? Yeah. Get into some trouble. You know what I'm saying? Everybody mm-hmm. knows everybody. That's another shit. Everybody knows everybody. Like that, I I much rather live in the city where there's experiences, where there's things going on, and I can navigate my kids through that. But when there's nothing to do, mm-hmm. trouble that's that's, mm-hmm. tru- that's trouble's going to yeah. happen. And that's mm-hmm. just the truth. Yeah. And that's, so that's what I mean by suburban. I mean, like, you know, when you're not being hovered over or when there's nothing else to do but a field and, you know, the the neighbor's house next door. Mm-hmm. There's, not, there's no activities. There's nothing but yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, that's, yeah, and that's kind of true, too, as well. And, and if you ever look up Orangeburg, South Carolina, like, per capita, it's like the sixth or seventh now blackest city in America, right, in terms of percentage. But it's technically a small college town, right? It's a black, small college town. And you would think it's a lot of activities, but it's nothing to do nothing there now. Do. Yeah. Like, That's you know, scary. Bowling alley's closed. The, really? The, the movie theater's closed. Mm. And so you got a college town and you have a lot of, you know, predominantly African-American town where people don't have a lot of things to do. So. Mm-hmm. From a standpoint, you can get into a lot of trouble mm-hmm. that is there. And that's, I mean, that's the kind of microcosm of cities all across the country, right? Yeah. But when I look at the activities that are there, if you're overbearing parents, mm-hmm. you say sometimes you can help 
save the kids from themselves because yep. they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. They're just out thinking they have an Having innocent, fun. free fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then some stuff happens. And if you're not necessarily aware or don't know where they are, who they're hanging with, mm-hmm. what they're doing, then that's kind of the fault of the parent. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I don't know where the line is drawn, but it is a fine line. But yeah. you you can't be too free to say, oh, I trust them. That's my baby. She's not yeah. going to do anything. Next yeah. thing you know, you get a call from police station because they're doing something crazy yeah. or <laughs> or something else. So, yes, um, say the habitual line is wherever you, you think it should be. All right. Yeah. And to even go with that part of what you guys are saying. So how I do it is that's kind of like, yeah, I will. My kid, she'll go outside with her friends and stuff like that. I have an app, so I track every move that she mm-hmm. makes. It's, it's kind of stalkerish, but it works. <laughs> no, I have um, an app but, as well. <laughs> uh, but, but even that, so like, but my parenting is that, yes, I want to know who you're with, you know, where you're going, you know, all of these things. And then the, I guess we'll say friend, because I don't have a better term for it, or the coach in me is like, okay, I want to know these things and I know that you're not going to always tell me the truth. So you need to make sure that somebody knows mm-hmm. where you really are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I've always, I've, that's something I've always said to her. Somebody told that to me when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. that if you're going to lie to your parent, you need to call somebody and tell them where you really are. So that if something go down, somebody knows what the truth is. Yeah. yeah. And if think- you tell me you're supposed to be skating and you really you know, on the whole other side of time, I need to be able yeah. to know. Somebody I need to know. be able to say, like, no, nope, she, this is where she really is. This is who she's really with. And I'm just going to say, is, I'm this glad is where we, we need don't to have look. all these apps and ring cameras oh, and yeah. things like that when oh, I was coming yeah. up because oh, well, Ooh, now you can't get away with anything. Like, you, I, I, I wish I'm, I'm, I I'm grateful for it, but dude. <laughs> Mama, I know you're listening out there, but if we had a ring camera, I don't no. know if I would still be standing right now. Because if she saw us, <laughs> hey, your bottom she, teeth, hey, she'd have seen that roof yeah, jump and been like, oh, you thought you was man. slow down? <laughs> Yeah. And that's a benefit it's, that we have now, you know, with with, right. with the tracking yeah. systems sure. and Life three sixties mm-hmm. and all these away. cool things. It's all way. I mean, I, I've seen away. situations where <laughs> the kid leaves the phone at. A house someplace else, and then they went. Someplace. Don't say that. Don't say Bro, that. Bro, you can go to CVS and go get a burner phone right now. My but, baby but, might watch this. But this is good. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No, no ideas. Stop. But this is something. Y'all, y'all giving her ideas. Okay. Stop. <laughs> right, 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 Stop. Right. Don't don't get kids ideas. Right. No, but I, I but I get you, and I, I make jokes like that sometimes. I'm like, well, her phone is at the park. I don't know if that's where she really is, but mm. her phone is there. But mm. yeah, but um. With the Life 360 app and with apps like that, do you have trouble with letting her? I, I try to let her get away with like small things. Like, yes, you said you were going to the park, but you didn't tell me you were going to walk to the store first. Yes, so I don't say I anything. Do. I don't say anything mm-hmm. about that. But I mention it, it later. Me. I mention it later. Even though it bothers yeah. me, like, oh, so you went to the store, but you didn't tell me that part. But I try not to let that be a big issue because I yeah. am like, Watching it like a hawk, like right yeah, here. Yeah, no, so That's am not I. where you said you were going. So am I. And, I th- yeah. and you made a good point when you were saying someone needs to know where you're at. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. I really do. I don't think I've had to give that speech because one out of three going to tell me. You know, so I've I've given birth to the snitch sister. Oh, I've given birth oh, to the oh, friend. Oh, I've given birth. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it. it's rare that they want all three of them go do something together. 
I often mm-hmm. make them do something together because the third one that doesn't is going to make sure that they get home on time. It's going to make mm-hmm. sure that things are going the right way. You know what I'm saying? So I think in the beginning it was tough for me to have all three of them together, but now it's like a super, 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 super plus for me. Um, I do bring up those small things where my daughter would be at the park playing basketball and then I see her trotting over to the bodega and it's like, okay, well, she didn't tell me that part. You know what I'm saying? But I'll bring it up later. I won't bark on her right then and there, but I will bring it up later. And I might do something. I might even lie about it, if I'm being honest with you. I'll be like, did you guys hear about that they were shooting up the street? Or did you guys, did you see police, you know, going down the block at all? They were like, no, mom, why? It's like, well, there was uh, some guy was walking around with some. She's like, for real? Yeah, that's why you should tell me that you went to the bodega. Ah, So that I know. They're like, oh, mom, you're right. So, See, y'all, yours is so much more intense. Mine is like, did you wash your hands or not? You know, like, yeah, I kept you up there. Like, I didn't hear any water running. You know, did you wash your hands? Like, but no, that's serious. Like, I mean, I, I don't have to play friend in that. I'm parent in that moment. Right. But, yeah. you know, as it as it heightens, I mean, it gets more intense. And you yeah. have to be able to yeah. give them a little bit of freedom, but yeah. also mm-hmm. make sure that you're not necessarily being a helicopter and ho- hovering yeah. over them, yeah. but mm-hmm. give them just enough that yeah. They can feel some independence. Yeah. yeah, we have a park really close to our place. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally around the corner that my, all of my daughters go a lot. It does not, if you are, how can I, and I hate to think this way, but I have to as a girl and even as a boy mom. But anyways, as a teenage mom, mm-hmm. teen, a, a woman that has mm-hmm. teenage girls and three of them, it doesn't take much for someone to see that these are three girls with a dog. They often walk the dog at the park. Yeah. They come here a lot. They must live in a neighborhood. Maybe they might get followed home one day. Maybe they, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. I think like that. Mm-hmm. So I make sure my girls watch your surroundings. It's true. Go around this way when you come home. Go around the other block when you come home. I do that often with them. And I'm sure they think I'm a Looney Tune. But I also make them sit down and watch First 48 and like yeah, CSI true. shows mm-hmm. and like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So they kind, they, they kind of get it. Yeah. But I'm very big on that. So yes, where I'm giving them independence, I'm still kind of, hey... Make sure you're watching your surroundings. Don't accept nothing when you go to the bodega. You want money, you come back home. You get, you, you know, you get it yourself. Correct. And I, I purposely in the beginning when we first got our dog, I was just walking him. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, no, I need because around here to see it, they got a dog. You know, mm-hmm. so attempt to approach my girls if you want to with the dog. Then go don't play about us at all. So. I've been big on allowing them to walk the dog even alone, just one one of them and the dog, yeah. just so that if anyone is watching. You know, there's a dog (laughs) or, you know, there's multiple. Mm -hmm. But I I often think about that. Like, it doesn't take much for someone to just peep game on. Mm -hmm. Okay, these girls are here a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, these girls are walking in this direction. Oh, these girls are walking to this house. You know what I'm saying? So just making them very aware. And that's really a good point, too, as well, because, yeah, it's it's a lot of creepers out here. I mean, y'all know about Atlanta and its history of, like, sex trafficking. Sex trafficking, Mm -hmm. yes, huge. All these crazy, you know, scenarios and the gangs running around town and things of that nature, right? It's part of the, the society here. But, you know, when does it, is it too early or is it a good idea to say, for example, to have your daughter to have mace or mm-hmm. some type of like that little claw puncture thing yeah. or some type of protection per se, because, you know, you're talking about scenarios where they're in a park or they're you know going from a neighbor's house or they're, they're, they're walking and it may not be night. It may be getting a little darker, things of that nature. Like, how do you feel about having them protect themselves or learning self-defense or learning you know, how to fight off things, you know, like intruder or some creep or no. something of that nature. I mean, as young as possible, like no joke. I, I mm-hmm. always looked at my myself and my 
ex and said, man, I'm going to have a little tiny baby. So <laughs> she'll need to learn jujitsu or something right, to defend right. herself. Like, no lie. But, you know, we did get her in karate lessons. Yeah. And, I mean, starting young, just self-defense. And they teach them, you know, kind of how to push off. I mean, obviously, you're young, so your yeah. strength is not there. But, I mean, I don't think that there's Not being a, intimidated yeah, by not a being intimidated. Right. And, yeah. you know, as far as having a protection item, I mean, mace, I mean, I'm not going to... I can't let my little five-year-old yeah, at this no, point no. walk around with mace. But, I mean, definitely as she becomes more and more independent and is doing things where you know maybe she's going to practice without me obviously mm -hmm. i'm picking her up and dropping her off but there may be a period if she's doing cheer or something where yeah. i may leave and come back you know it's it just like it just doesn't i don't think there's an age and what would you say marquita as far as when you should start having conversations about you know protecting yourself and self-defense protecting yourself is always a conversation mm -hmm. to be had from you know just tell you know this is your this is your personal space no one should come into mm -hmm. it unless you, act, you know, unless you give them permission to. If someone does, you can tell them no. You can, you know, push them away. You could like that's something that should always be taught, like regardless of the age. Now, as far as like carrying a weapon with you, that of course, you know, as they get older, you know, so where they can um, have responsibility with it. You know, my daughter wants a mace. I don't know. She she's she's a hothead sometimes, <laughs> so I don't want her to use it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We have other issues coming up with that, but you know, but I would be okay with it. But I think that getting him into those self-defense classes and stuff like that is always good mm. for more than just defense. I mean, you know, those type of classes teach discipline, discipline. and, you know, yeah, patience and, you know, all sorts of things. So, yeah. Has anybody faced times when they have to balance being too controlling? Like I'm sure tip for you balancing out, you know, multiple kids, you have to be, you know, sometimes a little more stern, but as far as me, I try not to be controlling, if you will. I try to guide in the right thing, but have you guys faced times when you had to balance that out? Every day. Yeah. <laughs> Every, day. Every day. For instance, my oldest daughter has a boyfriend, super mm -hmm. respectful, love the kid. His mom and I get along very well as well. And uh, he's on FaceTime all day long. Mm -hmm. All day. I got to be like, all right, good night, Carlos. Good night. We love you. Yeah. Good night. You know, where it's, I'm giving her her freedom. Mm -hmm. Talk to, you know, and that's all they do is talk. They barely, they don't hang out. He's all the way in some other state right now with his grandmother. So, yeah. you know, by all means. But okay, now it's mm -hmm. a certain time. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So that's, it's controlling in a way because it's like now I'm controlling their how much they're talking. But you've been talking all, they've been talking for 12 hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Had it been mm -hmm. me at that age back then, it's like, mama paying for the minute. Right. You know, like, I was just thinking, now it's like, new. it's unlimited. So it's like, he's constant. I mean, she can be doing dishes and he's just on the table. Just sitting there. Do doing what? nothing. They're not FaceTiming <laughs> at all. He's just there. And that's as present as he can be. And it's puppy mm -hmm. love and I get it. And it's awesome. Good for you. It makes my daughter feel good about herself. Again, he's super respectful. But at a certain time, you know, and that's a battle. Not mm -hmm. a battle right. where I'm struggling, mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, you know, I let you have your time. Now it's time to, mommy got to yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's you know that kind of thing. So when she breaks that with him, he's gonna be so sad. <laughs> Sorry. He's going to be hurt. Yeah, mine is more like screen time, like with the iPad and stuff yeah. like that, like having to balance that out because having, yeah. you know, a five-year-old, mm -hmm. that's what she wants to do. And it's funny because you have to watch, like you have to make sure it's kids YouTube if that's what you're doing because of yeah. regular, some of that stuff I've been hearing oh, lately, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yo, you can't be on there mm -hmm. anymore. Like this is oh, completely yeah. like out of order. Yeah. So I just, I have that balance out. What about you, Marquita? Um... Screen time for the youngest one because mm -hmm. she she does watch regular YouTube because it's something she started watching regular YouTube because one of the shows she wanted to watch wasn't on kids YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's on there now, I believe. But she watches 
bizarre things. I, I don't I don't get it. But but with my oldest, I think it's about her going places and doing things, trying to balance how I let that go. Like mm-hmm. I want to like, nope, you can't do this. That my initial response is typically no, like in my brain is no. But then I have to like talk myself into like letting her do certain things. I'm like, okay, let's be realistic. Like, yeah, that's a normal teenage thing to want to do is yeah. to go hang out with your friends, not necessarily doing anything because that's me. Like, what are you guys gonna be doing? What you know? Right. Like right. nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. I, okay, I get it. Like trying to recall when I was a teen and say yeah. like, okay, yes, mm-hmm. it yeah. is common to go somewhere and do nothing. Yeah. yeah. Same. I wasn't allowed to do anything. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was told no at every given chance. I was able to do a lot. Your boy. Yeah. He's the only yeah. boy. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, was, yeah. My parenting would probably be a hell of a lot different if Mozzie came out first. For mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, yeah, I wasn't allowed to do anything. Like every everything was no. Mm. Wow. Everything was no. So when I was allowed to go to one girl's house, I remember sleepovers? <laughs> no, definitely not. But I, we did one sleepover. And I remember my mom drove me for an hour and she lectured me the whole way. Like, Tiffany, you better not. But I don't know. Why you want to come out here all the way in the boondocks? But I'm just letting you know there better be no shit. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I legit was doing nothing. I swear on everything I love. The very next day, I woke up in a police precinct. I was calling my mom. What? Well, I was actually calling my dad. What? So I showed up to the girl's house, and we were in high school. Showed up to the girl's house, and she, her mom left. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. So she was like, oh, we're going to go to this house party. And I'm like, when I say boonies, like, we were in the boonies. So it's like... I'm a city girl. Not like those city girls. But you know, I'm a city girl. So it's like, what can we get in trouble with in the boonies? Man, there was so much of beer and yeah, it was a pool there and it was like, so it was gross. mayhem. So I apparently got drunk off of Budweiser or some mm-hmm. stupidness and I laid my behind in the back. Welcome to the party. I was, I, and that was the first time I had ever drank anything in life. So I, I, I laid in the back of the car that we drove in and I passed out. I woke up in the police precinct. I remember putting my head up what? and I looked around. I like put my head back down. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to kill me. Y'all got pulled over me. or something? So her boyfriend was driving and he was drunk and damn near drove us into a ditch and we got pulled over. Mm-hmm. I was actually not on the interstate of Pennsylvania for whatever the reason. I was actually not allowed to get my driver's license. Oh, my wow. driver's license was what? suspended because I was in the back seat and I was in, I was underage intoxication. Yes. I went to one little party. Yeah. My mom got scared. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Really. Literally. Literally. What? Literally. So yes, that happened to me. And what's crazy is that, so my stepdad, I call him my stepdad, but my stepdad, he convinced my mom. He's like, let her be a teenager. Let her right. go. Go to her friend's life. house. You know, she got experienced life. And she and my mom, of course, was going back and forth. Finally, he convinced her to do it. And, and that was actually the first time my dad was ever mad at me. He was never, I never, I never made him upset. He didn't talk to me for two days. When I, I say I was devastated. Let him down. I was devastated because I called him and I didn't want to call him. I was like, take me to jail, man. I don't care what y'all do with people my age, but I'd <laughs> rather be here <laughs> than there. Too. Like, Oh my! It's, it hasn't even been twelve hours. Right. They don't give you that. Oh booty, my god! Booty, like uh, I'm never gonna leave my like my mom's never gonna let me leave out the house. But that mm-hmm. goes to show you if I knew, but I'd be like, nah, like we're not doing that. My mom trusts me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wasn't allowed to do anything. So it was like house party. Let's go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And the. Mm-hmm. the First beer I was here that I was, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking it back because I wasn't experiencing that shit. I wasn't seeing it. Yeah. Not saying that you need to be drinking at that age, but I wasn't allowed to do anything. So I was 
taking my first bite of whatever it is that I was given, you know? The and life, man. Yeah, the life. You went, you I went, went for city it. Girl. I went yeah. way too, yeah, I went way Before too far. <laughs> but I remember my dad driving me home. And when I say silence, mm-hmm. I'd much rather my mom to be yelling at me in my ear. But my dad, he was silent. Oh, he was so I would hurt. walk by him and he would just walk right by. I mean, like, I was, I was invisible mm-hmm. for two days. And I was, that affected me more. I remember that at 34 years old, more than any lecture my mom has ever given me in my entire mm-hmm. life growing up. But that Damn. affected me so so much so so much he was just silent like the silence really is was, the worst that's the when they're like they're fuming because yeah. he like, wanted to lie for you I yeah. never, yeah, I, never yeah, I never yeah. I never disappointed him I disappointed him Mm-mm-mm. but and and, and and again because he went to bats for me so yes right. that's when you're a little more lenient when you're a little more you know I feel like you're hopefully my kids know nah I'm not gonna do that because my mama lets me does mm-hmm. x y and z mm-hmm. why would I even you know jeopardize that for this a little bit mm-hmm. of fun all right so, I, and i always equate that. everything back to what i did right and mm-hmm. you know stern you know situation i had a curfew i remember i was a junior in high school and i had a curfew at 11 o'clock and i thought that was a little it was okay but it was a little early because mm-hmm. some of my other friends they didn't have to be back until midnight and then remember that always was saying hour. right that, that, that's a big that's a big difference <laughs> that was at a party dude. at a party you gotta leave before the party party over yeah midnight. oh come on man like but but like from a standpoint I didn't understand it until I got a little older and it all made sense because the situations especially growing up you know at that point in time anything that happened after midnight was kind of usually negative right. Mm-hmm. And it was something where trouble happened or situations occurred. And I kind of want to have that same mindset as well because it worked. And yeah, it was stuff, a little bit more stuff for us to get into at that age. And it was a lot of activity. We didn't have the tracking. We didn't have all that stuff. Instagram, social media. We didn't have all that type of stuff. You kind of just figured it out. You found out about it and you just pulled up. Yeah. And and somebody Mm -hmm. sent you a page or Mm -hmm. you call somebody and we were at this house party. You just pull, you know, (laughs) this stuff happened, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, just kind of looking at those situations, you don't want your kid to let you down like that, right? Especially if you want to give them a little bit of freedom. Like, God, you know, they're a good kid. They deserve mm-hmm, this. Yeah. Like, they they follow the rules. Their grades are great. And, like, I don't, I don't want to be so much of a, a, a nuisance, a helicopter parent. Helicopter yeah. you know, parent, yeah. Next morning, you got to get them out of jail. Like, yeah. so that's that's a, a disappointing yeah. scenario. So, <laughs> understand. Yeah. <It's> awful. <laughs> So lastly, I guess, would you guys say, and I know we kind of had some discussion back and forth, when is the best time to pick, I guess, when to be the friend versus with the parent? I mean, I know through conversation, never, never never be the friend, always Um, be the parent. It it depends (laughs) on the scenario, I guess, on the situation. Exactly. Yeah. And age. You know, I'm mm-hmm. having different conversations mm-hmm. than you're having with yeah. Zoe. Yeah, you know, for sure. I'm having different mm-hmm. conversations with my girls. So if they're coming to me, and, and it may not be a, a question. It could just be in conversation, and then a boy can, gets brought up. You know, I'm not going to be, well, you better not, and you better not, and you better mm-hmm. not. It, you know, that's going to be friend mom, where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'll just be giving advice. Or, or the situation that, well, you know, growing up, my yeah. mom held me on tight. So the very first house party I was at, I was drunk in a, in a police precinct the very next day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So those type of things where I, I'm yeah. human. Right. I'm assuming I made mistakes as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it just depends on the situation, on yeah. whatever the topic is, or the, you know, whatever it is that's happening in that moment. But you're always going to be a parent. Yeah. Always. Yeah, absolutely. It's when to bring mm-hmm. a friend in. That's yeah. Awesome. And that's true. I mean, you have to remember, as it says, you know, parent first, friend second. That's very true. So, you know, you always want to be that parent, you know, you want to make sure that that boundary is set and that open communication is there and all of that. But you, you know, you want to 
have them feel comfortable with you as the conversations mm-hmm. progress. They want to, you want that to be that safe zone, safe right. zone for sure. Yeah. And one last thing too about this, you know, we're talking about friends. Like I maybe curse in front of my friends. I still don't curse for my parents. Yeah. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I don't know. It's just a different thing. You know, we have great conversation now about life and finance and, you know, legacy and situations and travel and things of that nature. Right. So the conversations evolved. I think it probably got best once I got left and went mm, off to college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. you're like yeah. young adult at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You can have those experiences. But like until that, until that 18 point hits, like they're your responsibility to mm-hmm. make to make sure yeah. they make it off the off the nest, per right. se. Yeah. And then after that, I feel like it kind of transitions to a different relationship. Agreed. No, that's fair. Good conversation. <laughs> Good stuff yep. there. Anybody got any closing arguments? Closing arguments. Closing comments. <laughs> Not cross-examination. O- and closing Overruled <laughs> objections. Anything, Marquita? No, I think you have said it. I mean, always a parent. I think there's time you step in, you become their coach, though. You're their coach yeah. with friendships, with relationships, with school, interaction, everything. You become their coach. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, thanks so much you know really for tuning in like i said with this topic being a friend being a parent you know it it, it kind of they go in they go hand in hand to an extent but you want to make sure that you're of course following that line and make sure the open lines of communication are there but thanks for always you know all your support thanks for everybody for listening for viewing be sure to subscribe onto our youtube channel at the parental advisory podcast please like share smash smash <laughs> the subscribe button and also follow us on Instagram at the Parental Advisory Podcast. So thanks so much for tuning in and we will be sure to check you guys out next week. Peace. Peace.